I'm always amazed how the Holy Spirit works. Uh, with me being out of town this past year, I hadn't been able to communicate as well with many folks in the congregation or with the pray, praise and worship team. Uh, and today's topic I'm going to be preaching on is prayer and healing. And it's amazing because if you have noticed in every one of those praise songs, it absolutely lifts up prayer. It absolutely lifts up God being our healer, taking the broken and mending it. I am a firm believer that in all things, if we are Christian, we should be praying people. John Wesley lifted up means of grace, and his two top means of grace were reading scripture daily and prayer daily. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians that we should pray always, and we are a praying people. This past week was a, a difficult week, I know, for many of us, uh, and if you'd seen the news, you know just how tragic it has been with the two mass shootings just this past week. It's heartbreaking to see the pain and the despair that those things cause. Monday morning, I was sitting in worship in Myrtle Beach. Uh, tell you the truth, I was sitting at a table with the bishop in RDS, and, and I'm very thankful I didn't break out in hives because, you know, I'm allergic to bishops. <laughs> no, we have a wonderful bishop. But, uh, but we were sitting there in a healing service. We were sitting there as an AME Zion bishop brought us a message of how God is continuously reaching out to his people, pouring forth his mercy and his grace, and how he wants us to be whole and reconciled, not only to God, but to one another. This week, people are laying to rest those that lives were cut short last weekend and there's a few statistics I'd like to share with you just to express just how broken and how often these things are occurring. Mass shootings, as it's defined, is a, is a shooting with no specific individual target, but just targets in general of people. It's defined as where there are three or four or three or more fatalities. I always think it's important when you hear statistics to understand what is being spoken of. Well, do you know that in 2018, there were 340 mass shootings? 340. And there's only 365 days in a year. This year alone, as of August 4th, 2019, there have been 200 and 53 mass shootings. And just so you can begin to put it into frame, today is only the 223rd day in the year. In our nation alone, we have averaged more than one mass shooting a day. When you put it in that content, if you are like me, it breaks 
my heart for the loss, for the despair, for the families, for the children, for the parents. My heart breaks when I think about that type of loss. I'll tell you another statistic that devastates me. Do you know that every year or, or every day in the United States, we lose 22 veterans a day to suicide? 22 veterans a day to suicide. We are losing more veterans to suicide than we are in wars. More than Afghanistan or Iraq or any other conflict out there in the United States or that those in the United States are participating in. Domestic terrorism is horrific. Mental illness is horrific. We live in a broken and a fallen world. And at times we experience brokenness. All of us know what it's like to have brokenness in our lives. Whether it's physical ailment, disease. Whether it's mental. Whether it's the brokenness of relationships. Wayward children. Divorced spouses. We live in a world that if you just focus on the news and what's happening in the day-to-day, it will beat you down and eat you alive. And that's why we must be a praying people. That's why we must turn our attention to the one who is, who was, and who always will be. In Hebrews, the beginning of Hebrews chapter 1, some of my favorite verses, the writers of Hebrews writes that long ago that God spoke to us through prophets and through elders and through different means. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his only begotten son. Every church I've ever served, I have lifted up. If you do not have a Bible that has Jesus' words in red letter, get one. NIV, or there's some others that also do it. But I'm telling you right now, if you want to change your life, if you want to experience God in a whole new way, get a red letter Bible and read what our Savior says. Because I know if you start to do that, you'll read what comes before it and what comes after it to put it in its proper content. But it is amazing to me how powerful the Word of God is being revealed through and in Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit. John Wesley said that he believed Scripture was twice inspired, once when written, once when read. When we turn to Scriptures and read Scriptures, we do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. We do it in the communion of saints. This morning, these verses I want to share with you are just a few verses, and it's found in James. James chapter 5. Let us turn now and hear the word of the Lord. Beginning with verse 13. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. 
or any cheerful, they should sing songs of praise. Or any among you sick, they should call on the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of the faithful will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayers of the righteous is powerful and effective. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Healing so often is only thought of in the context of physical ailment, but we know that not to be true. There's physical ailment, yes, but there's spiritual, there is emotional. We are complex people made in the image of a complex God. But the thing I want to lift up to you this morning, and you see on the screen behind me, is the word soza. Say it with me. I love this word. Soza. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Soza is the Greek word that is the root of our English word healing or healed. It's also the root word for the sentiment of being restored, being made new. Soza is a powerful word, and it's a powerful concept. That's why it's only a one-word title for today's message, because I'm hoping that you'll go home and Google it. I'm hoping that you'll go home and break out your Bible and look for healing accounts in Scripture and see how God has worked in the past and recognize that God is still at work, even to this very day. Soza is how we are healed. It's how we're restored, and it's how we're renewed in faith. It's how God chooses to work to bring wholeness to his children. There's an account of a healing in Matthew I'd like to share with you. It's a beautiful account, but it's always been a little bit odd in my thinking. It's always caused me to dig a little bit deeper. You see, one day Jesus came to an area of healing. There was a pond, and in this pond, the waters would get disturbed. It was believed during Jesus' day that the angels would come down and disturb the water. And if you could get into the water while the water is being disturbed, you could be healed. You could be restored. As Jesus approaches this pool, he looks down and sees a completely paralyzed man on a mat. And according to the scriptures, he had been paralyzed for 38 years. Could you imagine, put yourself in the mindset of this paralyzed man. For 38 years, he has seen people and he's heard of people getting into the waters wise disturbed and then being made well, being made whole, being restored. For 38 years, he's thought to himself, if I could just get into the water, if I could just get there when it's being disturbed, 
I too could be healed. Now here's the part that's always surprised me. The scripture says that Jesus approached this man who's been paralyzed for 38 years. You know what Jesus says to him? Get this. Jesus asked him a question. He said, do you want to be healed? Could you imagine being asked that question? Could you imagine when he must have, of course I want to be healed. Look at me. Do you not understand my struggle? Do you not understand how I'm incomplete? Do you not understand how I'm shamed by society? During Jesus' day, remember it was believed that if someone was ill, if someone was sick, if someone was malformed, it was believed that either they or one of their ancestors had sinned. Now we now know that that's not true. But can you imagine this gentleman was not only healed, but he was restored to community. He was no longer someone that was pushed to the side, but he was somebody that can now could participate in temple worship. He would be accepted among his peers. He would not be judged wrongly for sins he hadn't committed. Many of us have experienced brokenness. Many of us have loved ones that are dealing with illness or injury, broken relationship and broken lives. Many of us have people we love that struggle with addiction, that struggle to find their place in life. Many of us know what it's like to watch a loved one suffer and just wish and pray that we could bring healing to them. So often, when prayers or healing are requested, we don't always know how that healing will take place. We don't always know that it's going to happen in our time. Sometimes it's in God's time. Sometimes we don't get the physical healing we need, but we get the healing of the heart or the healing of the mind or the healing of a relationship. Not too long ago, a friend of mine called, called to let me know that their father had passed. And this is how they told me, and it was such a beautiful statement of faith. He said, I know my dad has received the ultimate healing. You know, for the Christian, for you and for me, we believe that the ultimate healing is when God calls us home. Where we are united not only with our Lord and Savior in made new, but united with our loved ones that have gone before us. For those that are in the faith, we have the promise of the ultimate healing. But I want you to know today that praying for healing Praying for wholeness, praying for the sick, is theologically sound, empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you have a need this day, I want you to know that the altar is always open. 
And I specifically wanted to preach this message of healing and of restoration to you this morning because I want the healing ministry that comes through Jesus Christ by the faithful prayers of his children to be fully embraced in this community. You see, we can't always see. As Paul says, we see sometimes in a mirror that is faded. We don't have the full understanding. We don't know all the facts, but we put our faith and our hope and our trust in the one who does. You see, we can be weak, for he is strong. We can live broken. But to be honest with you, I really don't believe that that is the will the one that loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son so that he may die in our stead so that we may live through his resurrection. Prayers for healing are godly prayers. Prayers for those who are broken are godly prayers. The scripture teaches us that we must bear one another's burdens. But it also teaches us that we should be cross bearers. Cross bearers and not just cross wearers. We live our lives in a broken and fallen world, but through the grace of God, we do not have to remain broken. We do not have to remain abused. We do not have to submit ourselves to the will of this world. For we are to turn our attention to the will of God. Immerse ourselves in scripture. Immerse yourself in prayer. Corporate, private. Surround yourself with the faithful. Never neglecting those outside of the faith but always through prayer and petition, we give him glory, honor, and praise. This morning, if you've experienced brokenness in any way, any way whatsoever, as we go to our closing hymn, I'd invite you to come forward if you would like to be anointed with oil, the oil represents something much greater than oil. It represents the Holy Spirit and the work of the Spirit that brings healing and wholeness to our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and our very souls. And I encourage you, the elders of the faith, the faithful who have lived God's message. The ones that have reached out in love and participation in the community. If you have a loved one or a friend that you would like to pray for this morning, if you'd like to be anointed in their stead, now is the time. This is the place. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.